the Eason Book Club on the Pat Kenny Show. Sharing book recommendations with book lovers every month. Well, now it's time for our Eason Book Club and the book in question is Helen Fisher's book, Space Hopper. It's a debut. What did our panel think of the book? Well, we are joined by Claudia Carroll, by Stephanie Preisner and Keith will be joining us very, very shortly, I hope. But Stephanie, we'll go to you first because you selected the book on the basis of its cover. What did you think yes, of its contents? Apparently you're not meant to do, but uh, it's really sometimes all that you have to judge a book by. Um, I really love this book. Like if you just, if you're listening now, right, close your eyes and that, and imagine that you can be transported back to your happiest moment, any place of your choice, a chance to relive a very precious memory and, ex- and, and, and spend time with the people who were there. Wouldn't just even for a few hours, but you could come back and, your own life would have continued as normal. Wouldn't you just love that opportunity? And that's kind of what the book is about with a bit with a bit of drama here and there. But you get to kind of go back in time with the protagonist and and share like vicariously that warmth but bittersweetness that she gets when she goes back in time. And I thought it was fascinating. I was a bit jealous that it's not possible in real life. Um, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed reading it. What did you think of it? Um, if you're asking me, I will um, give my verdict shortly. But I go to Keith because he's uh, now joined us. What did you think of the book, Keith? Uh, I don't think this book was for me, Pat. Uh, if, if I'm totally honest, uh, um, I I loved some of the ideas and I really liked some of the philosophies that she was trying to get across. But I just thought that um, it was a bit too. I found a lot of the characters, they were very straight and everybody was very cool and everybody had great jobs. Like this was a world of financial companies and vicars and accountants and so much so that her friends that would call around for a cup of tea, uh, Clem or Cassie, one of them was so tall and beautiful that she was even stopped and asked if she wanted to work as a model, but she preferred uh, working as an accountant. I just kind of felt like it was a bit like the magic faraway tree for adults um and it kind of reminded me of nicholas lindhurst in um goodnight sweetheart the guy from um only fools and horses who goes down a street and ends up living in the past where he has a totally different world so i i'm not sure it was for me but i like some of the ideas hmm. uh, claudia what did you think well it's a sweet gentle lovely read pat uh, and by the way, welcome, Keith. Very nice to have you a part of the book club. Uh, just to tell you a wee bit about Space Hopper, uh, it's about a central character called Faye, who is married to the loveliest man alive, uh, Eddie, who's training to be a vicar, uh, Church of England vicar. They've got two little girls. Life's good. But the fly in the ointment is she's grieving her mum. She lost her mum at the age of seven. And the whole pull for her in the book is she just wonders now that she's a mother herself, what what sort of a relationship she would have had with her mother. It's, she, her mother's this mystery woman in her head. And just one fine day, she's doing a big clear out in her attic and she comes across a space hopper box. Do you remember the space hoppers that we all used yeah, to Yeah, th- these are kind of um, b- big balloon-like things with ears on them. Like and yeah, you, the child sits on the, the hopper. And, yeah, yeah. 
Exactly. Okay. But you know, it acts a bit like um, the flux capacitator in the movie Back to the Future. And that transports her back in time. She wallops her head on a beam. And the next thing she knows, she's falling, 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 but falling slowly. Like it, it sort of referenced Alice in Wonderland, I thought, falling down the rabbit hole. Lands with a whop and realizes she is actually back um, in her childhood home. But what made this interesting, I thought, was that she goes back with the wisdom of an almost 40-year-old woman. Um, and she, there's a freaky moment where she walks into her own childhood bedroom and she sees herself as a child, a little girl, age six. And she gets to know her mother as Jeannie, as a character Jeannie, as a friend, not so much as a parent. And, it, you know, it obeys all the conceits of time travel books. Um, and, of course, one of the conceits of time travel is, will the person get stuck back in the past? Will they end up there forever? Will they be able to go back to their lives in the present? Um, and the other one is, you don't tamper with the past because you'll alter things in your your future, yeah. which is the present. But, but, uh, the, the, this doesn't, uh, Claudia, it doesn't seem to me to be very new. I mean, I immediately thought of Dorothy with the shoes to get back from Oz. I thought mm. of uh, the DeLorean car to get back, Marty McFly to get back to the present or go back to the, uh, go forward to the future. What You know, it didn't seem to be terribly original. Well, I'll tell you what it referenced to me very much. It was There was a movie that came out around the same time as Back to the Future called Peggy Sue Got Married with Kathleen mm-hmm. Turner. And in it, she gets to go back, but as a grown-up, uh, with the wisdom of, of an almost middle-aged woman. And that's what I found interesting. I mean, yes, there, I agree with you, there isn't anything fresh about this. But it's a, if you said to me, what's this book about? I'd say, well, it's a book about faith. It's about belief. Her husband is a man of profound faith. And Faye doesn't believe at all. But because she believes that by jumping into a space hopper box in her attic, she can get back to see, to get to know her mother, it happens. So I don't want to put out any plot spoilers, but it's a book that you very much have to spend your disbelief. But it's, you know, it's gentle, mm. it's thoughtful, it's a sweet read. And in lo- when we're all suffering from lockdown fatigue, there's nothing wrong with a sweet read. Okay, a sweet read is the the verdict there. Uh, Stephanie, uh, I mean, you picked it on the basis of of the cover, which is a pair of roller skates. Which is a pair of roller skates, which actually is not a huge plot point, but I mean, maybe it looks interesting on the cover. Um, I think it's it's more than a sweet read. It's not going to change anyone's life. I liked the fact that the author speaks directly to the reader. That was quite engaging. Um, I didn't even really think about Clem or Cassie, the people that Keith highlighted, they're not really that much part of the book. I And I thought, you know, this book took me three hours to read. Now, I read it kind of in one sitting, not necessarily because it was so gripping, but that's the t- I had time to read it and I read it. And Did you find not very... you were kind of skipping through it a bit, um, Stephanie? Actually, I've, yes. I found it like I, I speed read it. And then there are parts of it that are quite verbose, like where there's a lot of there's a lot of um, parts of it that you could skip over in terms of the the kind of detail that she goes into. But if it took me out of my own pandemic life for three hours and that's all I'm looking for in a book at the moment. 
Now, so two recommendations uh, from Claudia and Stephanie and Keith Walsh has uh, reservations about the book. So, Keith, before I uh, give you your choice for April, because you're the one who's going to pick, um, what is uh, your, your typical read for you? Um, I, well, the last book I read was The Running Book by John Connor, which is, uh, it, it's a sort of a, it's a book about running, but it's a book about uh, faith again, actually. it's a, uh, <laughs> It seems to be the theme, but it's about the history of the area he's from. So it's a little bit of history, it's a little bit of uh, philosophy, and it's a little bit of faith. And that's kind of like where I like to, uh, you know, but that's the type of thing I like to read about, you know. But I also like a bit of fantasy, a book I, I enjoyed quite recently. One of my favourite books would have been a book called Skin Town by Kieran uh, McManaman, who, which is sort of like train spotting set in Northern Ireland. So that's kind of okay. where my well, interests lie. Stand by and I'll read uh, you a summary of the four books on offer from uh, Eason for April. Who is Maud Dixon by Alexander Andrews? Florence Darrow is a low-level publishing employee who believes she's destined to be a famous writer. When she stumbles into a job as assistant to the brilliant enigmatic novelist known as Maud Dixon, whose true identity is a secret, it appears that the universe is finally providing Florence's big chance. The arrangement seems perfect. But when Florence wakes up in the hospital after a terrible car accident with no memory of the previous night and no sign of her boss, she's tempted to take a shortcut. Why not upgrade into the famous writer's life, not to mention her best-selling pseudonym? So that's number one. The Lamplighters by Emma Stone. In 1972 in Cornwall, three keepers vanish from a remote lighthouse miles from the shore. The entrance door is locked from the inside. The clocks have stopped. The weather log describes a mighty storm, but the skies have been clear all week. What happened to those three men out on the tower? Twenty years later, the women they left behind are are struggling to move on. They should have been united by the tragedy, but instead it drove them apart. Only in confronting their darkest fears can the truth surface. Uh, Next one is Redder Days by Sue Rainsford. Twins Anna and Adam live in an abandoned commune in a volatile landscape where they prepare for the world-ending event they believe is imminent. Adam keeps watch by day. Anna by night. They meet at dawn and dusk. Their only companion is Koan, the commune's former leader, who still exerts a malignant control over their daily rituals. But when one of the previous inhabitants returns, everything Anna and Adam thought they knew to be true is thrown into question. And the final one, number four, The Disappearance of Stephanie Mailer by Joel Dicker. Summer of 1994, the quiet seaside town of Orphea reels from the discovery of four murders. Two young police officers crack the case and identify the killer. Then, 20 years later, just before taking early retirement, one of the police officers is approached by Stephanie Mailer, a journalist who believes that he made a mistake in 1994 and that the real murderer is still out there. But before she can give any more details, Stephanie mysteriously disappears and Rosenberg and Scott are forced to confront the possibility that her suspicions might be proven true. So they are the four, Keith. Uh, You can think it over and we'll uh, get to you maybe over the weekend and on Monday we let our listeners know what exactly you've uh, chosen. How do you feel about those uh, selections, Keith? Yeah, I think there's a few in there that sound interesting. I like a little bit of murder mystery, so that might be something. Uh, the lamplighter one sounds interesting. Yeah, it's a good good choice anyway. Yeah, I'm good excited choice. about this. Okay. It took it took me a month to read the the other book, so uh, I'm ex- I'm excited for the next book. 
All right, very good. Well, looks thanks to our uh, book club panellists, Claudia Carroll, Keith Walsh and Stephanie Preisner. And thank you all for joining us reading our Eason Book Club choice for March. You can join us and discover more at newstalk.com forward slash Eason Book Club. 